What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Chris Schmidt. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me again. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. Check us out at MoGraph.com. MoGraph.com slash live. You can get information about the show uh, and the upcoming shows. We're keeping that a little light right now because we have a lot of weird scheduling things going on. Uh, next week... Colin Likes will be on. Yes. And uh, the week after that, we will be in Vegas. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised we're doing a show next week because literally we leave the next day for Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you know. Hopefully it'll be a good, relaxing show. Yeah. Colin's a great guest, so, yeah. you know, I think she will be. Yeah, we'll keep it light, you know, because we'll be getting ready to get out of town. And uh, so, so there's that. So there will not be a podcast on the week of nab we'll have a wrap-up 17 when we get back yeah we'll have a wrap-up that monday now a couple other things going on let's talk about uh let's talk about vegas first yes so there is uh mographmeetup.com yes and uh, you can check out the uh, event there by school of motion sponsored by many 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 people including ourselves and that will take you to the Eventbrite, so you can snag a ticket for that. That is on Sunday. The what day is that? Sunday. I don't even know what day that is. Want to say sixteenth? I wanted to say sixteenth. Sixteenth yes. as well. Um, in fact, if you want to know how to get that, you can go to MoGraphEvents.com. Uh, I have put in a just a really quick landing page that you can check out there for upcoming events. It's kind of a temporary placeholder right now. I know it think we told everybody we're doing some upgrades mm-hmm. to the website soon so we kind of yes. have it on a lock right now um so we just put up this temporary landing page uh which is this right here no it's not oh boy that's the wrong one <laughs> <laughs> it's dave's uh, plate it, it just decided hey you know what i'm gonna show this page instead oh, wow it's going yeah you can there. see all my all my fun info i'll figure out which <laughs> display it thinks that it should be today there's the bat signal. No, yep, that's the- display four. <laughs> One of these will come up. I usually check this before the show because it's super. There you go. There it well is. Done, yeah, now it's screen five. My main display is screen five all of a sudden because reasons, all right. you know. Um. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, MoGraph Meetup Vegas. That'll take mm-hmm. you there, so you can get those tickets to the School of Motion party. And then you got the other one here, the Carrie Moki Vegas. Um, unfortunately, we were not we're not doing limos this year. It's on a different we're day. Not, no, it is not after the pinball party. So make sure that you plan yes. accordingly. It's going to you're going to have to get there on your own. It is make not, sure you if you're coming, you have to have a ticket. You have so to have just a ticket. make sure and ticket tickets are pretty limited. You know yeah. because you know we're basically renting out the entire place. So yeah. and they have a capacity limit. So they do. And and I'll look up and see how many we have left. Um, the thing about this, though, is like if for some reason you can't get a ticket or something, I think we'll be okay because people are going to kind of filter in and out throughout the night. Um, that is going to be from 9 until 12 on Monday. Yep. And Monday, yep. uh, yes, and, and what's great about that is we'll be able to hang out and not be like too exhausted from the yeah. pinball party I'm, ending at I'm 10 o'clock. I'm very excited for it. My Monday nights, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with us. I mean, we're getting there. We're going to be there for, what, 11 days, Something. I think it is? Wow. Something like that. It's yeah. a lot of Vegas. It's yeah. a lot of it. It's too much Vegas, you know? And, like, Vegas just beats you down. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the fact that we can... You know, at least have one <laughs> staying up till midnight, one relatively chill night, you know? Yeah. Not making yeah. it a 4 a.m. night like we did uh, last year. Uh, yeah, Maria's 4 a.m. nights yeah. are the best nights. I saw Maria got her ticket yesterday. Yeah! And uh, Maria, we're going to have to do, uh, we'll have to do do that. <laughs> <laughs> we have already sold 61 out of 80 tickets. So cool. make sure that you check that out. So MoGraphEvents.com, it's got the link to both of those. If you want to get School of Motion, it is MoGraphMeetup.com. So, hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. Um, I believe if you want to get into the Maxon Pinball Party, you need to come and get a wristband at the Maxon yes. booth. That's how they usually do it. Yes. I don't know if anything else has changed on that. Um, I believe that's pretty much it for the events uh, at NAB. If yep. you are yep. looking to like, uh, maybe contact some of the other people who are coming to attend and hang out and things, if you go to mm -hmm. our Slack channel, to the NAB channel, you'll be able to talk to everybody and, and get more info there. So we'll be ch talking in there. If we just randomly decide, hey, we're going to go to you know, Casino Royale night or whatever. Yeah. It's just a great place to catch up and make sure. Sometimes that, uh, we, see what's going what on. we've, what we've, what we did last year. And I think it worked out really well was, you know, Maxon treats some of us to top golf. I don't know if they're doing top golf, but then we all ended up meeting up somewhere afterwards right. on Wednesday night, which was right. a lot of fun, you know? Right. So we, uh, that was a night that we, <laughs> and then also Saturday night, Saturday night was so much fun with the ponies. I'm hoping the ponies. we can do the ponies is, again. Is the ponies, we need to do the ponies tradition? again. You were there, we need Chris, to make it. right? The, yeah. the little toy ponies. Yeah, you races? won like 250 bucks or something on the ponies. Don't you remember? Oh, those ponies. I thought those we had like a petting zoo. I was like, I have a collection <laughs> of actual ponies. Yeah, the, the, the mechanical horses. Yeah, the mechanical yeah. horses. Yeah, yeah those fun. are great. Yeah, me and EJ both hit on the same one there, and then we yep. were riding that money for the rest of the trip. That's a good time. Ponies and ducks. Ponies and ducks. Ponies and ducks. Yeah. Right? Well, the duck machine was broken. I spent the entire time trying to get any ducks. And trying was, to get any painful. ducks. <sighs> We're gonna have to revisit that this year. You know. Yeah. All right. So that is NAB. Let's talk about other events now. The week yeah. after that, that yep. Friday. So the twenty twenty eighth. Eighth, the mm -hmm. yeah. So the the twenty first is the Friday after NAB. The twenty eighth after that, uh, that will be Dat Tour, our first Dat. one in Dallas. Is it redundant to say Dat Tour, since it's the design and animation let's tour? Not too, tour. Let's not get too picky about it. <laughs> All right. right. Are you going to go to Dat? Yeah. So um, we will have not a lot of time in between NAB. Mm -hmm. And that event. So we're working hard. There's only three weeks until that event. Yes. Um, so if you are somebody who is in Dallas, please come. We are a little bit behind on putting out a website 
and things for this. So, um, um, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, never mind. I was so, going to say sign up at DFWC4D, but we don't have that up right now. Oh, we don't? I probably... No, it says it's parked free of cur- courtesy of GoDaddy.com. Yeah, I think I might have taken down our Squarespace page after these okay. years. It's, right, it's just right. in... It's there, but it's not. So, so we will okay, send something out up, to those people. Sign up at... Uh, uh, go to MoGraph.com and sign up for our newsletter. We will send one yeah, out, we're gonna send you one know, out as soon as we have the dates for that. Right. Or as soon as we've got tickets for it. We'll also so. put it on the MoGraphEvents.com page mm-hmm. as soon as I have information. Um, and also... The website, now, don't get confused here. When I say go to dat.com, I mean literally G-O-T-O-D-A-T dot com. Go to dat.com. It's not up yet. If you go to go to dat.com, there is a placeholder page that doesn't link it to anything yet. Right. So, um, we will be linking to the ticketing on that. I'm waiting to get the ticketing information from Maxon so that Mm -hmm. you can reserve your ticket. To Dallas, we've got three weeks. So, we uh, anybody in Dallas, please tell your friends, bring your friends. We really uh, are trying to get people in the seats. This is going to be yeah. our kind of early first run through. It's mm-hmm. almost a rehearsal. <laughs> so come help with this rehearsal. Yeah, it's definitely going to yeah. have that vibe. You get to see us figure yeah. it all out. Yeah. Who all? Who all's going to be there, Dave? Oh, as far as uh, panelists, well, let's uh, let's talk about the lineup first. Because yeah, let's we've got, talk about the lineup. Uh, EJ and Chris. Now, Winbush. I don't know if Winbush is at every event. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he's in Dallas yet. I'm waiting to find out. Uh, but uh, in the morning event, it's it's all about uh, Maxon tools, mm-hmm. Cinema 4D. That is the create part. That's the create part. And yes. then in the afternoon, we got the panel, and the panel mm-hmm. is going to be different local speakers okay yeah. so um in dallas we're gonna have barton damer mm-hmm, we're guys. gonna have ryan talbot mm-hmm. we're gonna have uh, sasha vinegradova yep who else is here we're gonna have mark fancher mm-hmm. uh travis ragsdale did i did you get a hold of him Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All right, good. cool. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and Rev, because Rev is going to come to Dallas. Yeah. So Rev is going to awesome. be on the panel as well. So That's most fine. of the audience will be on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the audience. <laughs> so we'll do what we can. So we really yeah. need your help to, to come out to Dallas. If you want to come hang out with us in Dallas, come on out. Yep. Uh, this is going to be our first run through. We're really going to get this going. Um, we have a kind of a thing we're working on for the end of the year for the for the very last one. That's going to be a huge blowout. Uh, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. More details on that later. We're hitting um, up a total of like 17 cities across yeah. the U.S., Canada, and um, Europe. Europe. Mm-hmm. So it could be coming to a city near you. You know, make sure. And uh, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, Austin peeps, too. Please come up. Yeah. Uh, Andrew K. Houston here. peeps, yeah. And Houston peeps. Ooh, speaking of, yeah. I should hit up my buddy from Houston. Be Chris, like, hey, what, are you, for the day. what are you going to talk about? What's, what's well, your we're, deal? We're still hammering it all together. we got to figure out all the details. The idea is going to be that uh, EJ, uh, uh, Winbush, and I are all going to be passing off different project files, trying to do like a big giant mm-hmm. workflow. We're still figuring it out. In fact, we're, we're scheduling a call right now to, like, really figure out the final details. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
It's going to be uh, EJ is going to be focusing on a little bit of uh, cute character stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be focused on like procedural workflows and a lot of stuff involving like bringing nodes directly into the object manager and some of the capsules that Rocket Lasso has been building. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be building out an environment. And then in theory, uh, Windbush is going to be taking a lot of that stuff, bringing it into Unreal and in real time, being able to like walk around those places as environments and do even more. So I can't get too specific because we're still hammering out details, but that's right. the general plan for the that's meat cool. of our section. That's awesome. It'll be fun. Yeah. And the panels, yeah. um, we're going <clears> to <throat> focus on a few different things. I mean, y'all are doing like the technical stuff. We're going to get mm-hmm. into, you know, issues that uh, we face as designers and things during the panel. Um, Chris, I imagine you and EJ and Matthias will be up there too, and we'll chat. That's going to be the mm-hmm. podcast. So that will also be our podcast. That will yeah. be our podcast Yay! for the week. So <laughs> we'll get a little podcast. day off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then we're going to have a celebrate portion of the event at the end. That's yes. uh, what we're going to do about five o'clock. We all go to the, to the lobby. We do maybe some prize giveaways and things and have some drinks and some snacks and, and that's it. So come join us and uh, we'll have more info on that soon. So just keep, keep checking, just keep checking yeah. those links. Yeah, and everybody should make a real effort to come out. I did this right before the pandemic. We did a bunch of this all over the world, and it Mm -hmm. was super fun. Got to meet so many people. Like, every city was so unique. And I've never been to Texas before, so that's exciting for me as well. You haven't? No. Wow. Ooh. Really? I I changed planes one time, and that's the extent (laughs) of it. (laughs) Oh, dang, dude. We're going to have to hang. Yeah. Yeah. To barbecue. Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can heat the pool. (laughs) I could eat the pool. <laughs> I did it this weekend. I got it up to 90 degrees. It was 90. awesome. Jeez. Dude, it was like so nice. <laughs> your your electric bill. Boil everybody. No, it's uh it's a uh, gas heated. So oh, your gas oh, bill. The gas <laughs> bill. <laughs> will be very yeah. high. Yeah. Wow. Normally whenever I do that it's about 100 bucks, you know. But like I said, you're going to spend 100 bucks on a weekend anyway, might as well have a good time, right? Yeah. And then uh Camp MoGraph tickets are going to be going on sale. Yes. The Very important. Camp MoGraph tickets are going on sale um, April 20th at uh, noon Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So make sure. Here's the thing. Uh, if you go to the Camp MoGraph website, mm-hmm. um, sorry, the ticketing site, I'm, 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 I'm still trying to figure this out because the, the thing is, it's going to go on sale at noon eastern that's what we've been saying Mm -hmm. but because of it's on eventbrite they're putting marking it down as 10 mountain time you know or whatever okay yeah what's the difference there's no difference it's just i don't want anyone everyone to like they need to know it's in mountain time because i don't think they specifically state it you know what i'm saying that's interesting oh because it's where it's set to Denver time. That's it's set why. to Denver time. Yeah, it okay. says on sale April twentieth at ten a.m. It doesn't say Mountain Standard Time, so just be aware. Gotcha. You know, if you're trying to get it at ten a.m. Eastern time, it's not going to work. You're going to have to wait. Right. You know. And those tickets so, go like insanely fast, right? They will go yeah. in like about a minute. Now, because we're <laughs> using Eventbrite, what happens is sometimes their system gets bogged up and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just keep refreshing for about like, because I, we've got it set up to where I think if you don't check out within 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something, it goes back into the, the pot, you know? So I know several people have gotten tickets by just refreshing over and over and over again, you mm-hmm. know? So, 
Yeah, it's uh, and um, an important thing to note on that as well is mm-hmm. you know we are doing the private cabins as well. We've got two separate private cabins. We've got the bungalows and we've got the cottages. Um, if you have a preference, if you're getting one of those, make sure and mark it down. Otherwise, we're just going to randomly assign one. And it's kind of first come, first serve. So we will do our best to accommodate, but we can't guarantee. We just figured it was this way instead of ha- it was better this way instead of having people jump all around trying to figure out right. which one they can and can't get. Right. Instead of having three different tickets, we've got two different tickets. You know, because you're in a hurry trying to get your ticket. And you, exactly. You know, yeah. And this happened last year where someone was like, "Oh, I'm going to get a private one. Oh, that's sold out. Okay, I'm going to go get a a community cabin." And it's like, "Oh no, that one's sold out too." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. So. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep people updated too because you know sometimes tickets come back. You know sometimes people uh, either cancel a ticket or they can't go or yeah. you know you know we're looking through our our notes and realize we have one extra cabin here we can yeah. give away and so so you know, there will be there, a wait there, list. there'll be yeah. a wait list and and so you know we'll we'll try our best. We apologize in advance to any of our friends who don't get a ticket. We try. Yes. We try. Yes. You have uh, too many friends and not enough cabins. Right. <laughs> well, we always say we could fill up camp without putting any. We could anything yeah. public on sale because we have a lot of MoGraph friends and we mm-hmm. could make it a private event. But we want yeah. other people to have the opportunity. You know. I mean, also we could jam pack the place full of like 400 yeah. people but we don't want to do that you know that's the thing we don't want anyone to have to choose or not be able to choose whether or not they want a top or bottom bunk you know right right so uh <clears throat> all right do we want to do any sponsors for that today do you do you we have can. your materials we should probably I do that and then we're going to talk about yes. cinema 4d um, what i said and then we're going to talk about cinema 4d yeah so as far as Camp MoGraph goes, big shout out to our sponsors uh, this year. Uh, first up, we've got Otoy, our global sponsor. Otoy is presenting Camp MoGraph again this year. We are so excited to have awesome. them on board. Um, then our two village sponsors, we've got Maxon um, and we've got Spilt, which is super excited to have a uh, a new, a, a, like a studio on board, you know, mm-hmm. a new one, a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. And then um, our gold sponsor is Grayscale Gorilla. So big shout out to all of our sponsors. Make sure and give them some love. Tell them thank you for sponsoring mm-hmm. Camp MoGraph and bringing the price of tickets down. Does does Ryan Summers work for Spilt? I have no idea. Is that where he is now? I don't know. Oh, I was there just curious who he's coming. Didn't he move to Colorado? Or he works for a company in know. Colorado. Everybody's moving to Colorado, things. you know. Right? Oh, yeah. He's a creative yeah. director over at Spilt. That's funny. All right. Well, maybe yeah. he'll be there. there All right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Cool. Yeah, he's in Denver, Colorado. Who knew? Awesome. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to hang out. So uh, there is also going to be a DAT event in Colorado, In Denver. In Denver. Yeah. Um, that in one. I believe it's the um, 11th. Uh, we don't have that. Tentatively, I believe, is the... 11th yes yeah, that and date isn't I'll, locked I'll give yet. two tentative dates that we know oh you have know. another one yeah well okay. philadelphia uh philly is going to be the 16th philly tentatively. or pittsburgh i don't know philly i think is there a difference <laughs> oh, oh i i don't i <laughs> yeah so we're still working on getting those uh, those uh, cities and dates for you oh, you got those cities yet cities you got those cities <laughs> 
Oh, we got we got another one of those pretty locked in. Another one for Debt Tour is uh, going to be on September eighth. Which is that one? Oh, that's a right. Special one. Oh, Good yeah. Segue. Yeah, that's that a special a one in Chicago because that saved the date for everybody out there. Is going mm-hmm. to be the tenth half res ever. So yeah. same day, planning them together. So mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to come out and visit Chicago, it's going to be a great time because you get mm-hmm. to see the tour and then. The celebrate part's going to be huge because we're going to end up doing like a six-hour party afterward yeah. with all the motion graphics people in Chicago. So it's a huge event awesome. every year, and we're trying to make this the biggest one ever just because it's yeah. you know the tenth anniversary. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be this awesome. This one will be great. Yeah. Yeah. Especially celebrate is half to... res. Yeah. <laughs> so. yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's going to be and, great. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about actually before we get into the updates Cinema 4D, Chris, uh, you have been busy with plugins. I'm sure that there are some new plugins since the last time you've been on, but I don't really know which ones we were talking about last time. So, what is the I guess what is the latest in your plugins moving backwards? <laughs> What's um, the newest one? The newest one we launched a couple months ago at this point is the utilities blinds. So, I'm it's on a, it. yeah, the collection of five different spline utilities that can do a whole bunch of things like resample your splines and mm-hmm. uh, convert things back to Bezier. My favorite one is the smooth spline, which just you know, yeah. adds some nice smooth curvature to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did it have? The resample and the cleanup. So, yeah, a lot of power inside those utility splines. We worked on them for a really long time. It took a long time to get them out the door, but I'm so glad they're out there. They're combining uh, really well with the built-in cinema stuff, and they actually combine really well with a lot of the capsules that Rocket Lasso has been developing for Maxon. So that's awesome. great combo there. Nice. What was before that? What was before that one? Oh, what was the one before that? that because one. we was kind of ricochet? rapid fire. Yeah, we had Ricochet and we had Slicer. And I, Slicer. I can never remember which one came out first because I, yeah. they were somewhat close together. But I love I love both of those. Ricochet being uh, the basic mm-hmm. idea being you're just shooting a, a spline as like a laser and it bounces off geometry. Yeah. But the most fun thing is to put it inside of a piece of geometry and let it bounce around and fill yeah. a volume. And that one, Ricochet has become so much more powerful when Cinema updated all of their simulation stuff, and now we've got those amazing rope simulations. Oh, yeah. So you just you could just fill an object with Ricochet and then turn on rope simulations and get an object just you know, <laughs> instantly filled with lines of spaghetti. Nice. But Ricochet can also outline an object, like randomly wrap it around, so you can get this giant tangled mess. Um, and then, again, run rope simulation on there. Yeah. And then you put a model of Will Smith in there eating the spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that would like super fun. I love I love all those new tools that Cinema has. The simulation side of things has been like incredible. And because we focused on so many spine tools at Rocket Lasso, because Slicer combines really well Mm -hmm. with that, you can like wrap objects up. We got Mesh the Spline, which came out around that time as well Mm -hmm. for converting geometry into all different types of splines, like outlines and the edges and the individual polygons. So yeah, you combine all those tools and you get so much functionality. Yeah. I bought slicer a month or two ago uh, Mm -hmm. because I was working on this project and it had kind of like, it was like a weird piece of like geo, just kind of like in the foreground, kind of like a crystal tree type thing. And I was like, I just wanted to have those like almost topographical slices you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I know how I can do that. I see the commercial mm-hmm. on MoGraph TV every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I used that. It was great. It worked exactly how I wanted it to. Put a little cool glass crystal texture on it, and it looked awesome. 
And uh, then the client changed the concept completely. So, <laughs> but it looks awesome good. Though, man. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things about uh, both Ricochet and uh, and Slicer is that it ties in really well with MoGraph tools, where you can take like a matrix object and set that as the origin. Mm. So it's trivial to like Ricochet shoots out one laser and bounces around, but you can say, hey, link that to a matrix object, and now Z plus on any matrix you know, clone is going to become a new origin point. So you can suddenly fire like a hundred lasers in all directions. Oh man. So, yeah. That's and same nice. with slices. Like you can animate them via MoGraph tools, just using the matrix object. That's cool. Let's see. Uh, well, I don't know if, uh, if you have anything to tease yet, do you have anything else you want to tease Ooh. or is it all secrets right now? It's okay. If it's all secret, Yeah, it's all secret. I mean, I'll say we just launched the beta for our next tool. So that's been, mm. Cool. Like well, I think in I'm our good. in our private beta for a couple mm-hmm. weeks now, so getting feedback, seeing how people use it, so we can update it, and that that means at the same time we started working on the next tool that comes after that, which is going to be an ex- it's an exciting one. There's a lot of potential for that one. To, uh, what can I say? Well, that one's going to be more like a suite of tools. We haven't exactly decided how it's all going to be uh, mm-hmm. distributed and um, how they combine, but it's an exciting concept. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hey, fellas, uh, I'm a C4D user, always have been. I've been looking at Blender's advancements lately. When do you guys think, if at all, Blender will be standard? Yeah, Thinking that's hard just to say the standard. I mean, you know, okay. you got Maya, Max, done. all these other tool, tools out there. None of them are standard, I guess. Yeah. It's just whatever works for you, right? Yeah, and uh, honestly... it. In all honesty, I've been working, I've been doing like a four-month project with this company, and we've got C4D users, we've got Maya users, we've got Blender users, we've got people who switch over from Blender to Maya, and we've got 3ds Max users, you know? Right. Um, And it's like a lot, some studios don't care, you know? Mm -hmm. They only care about the final product, you know? And so, honestly, if you're a Blender user, cool. Use Blender. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the, there, there, are, there are great things within every single DCC. Uh, I'll say that, you know, right. like I, I think C4D's uh, MoGraph tools are unmatched from anyone else. And that's the reason why I use C4D, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm really close with Paul Babb, you know, <laughs> we're, we're tight. So I'm very comfortable <laughs> in cinema. I, I will say you have been uh, you have been ranting, Matt, for quite a while. That mm-hmm. there needs to be a view viewport compositor in Cinema 4D. Yep. Uh, and, and then Blender announced that last week or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. looking pretty killer. I've been saying I want Cinema 2D. You know, right? Cinema mm. 2D. That's all I want. Or would it be I 3D? Want... Because <laughs> right, because you go down one, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I do. I want like a. I want I want it in the frontal projection or whatever. You know, only that way. And right. I'm sure there's a way to do it. You know, I'm I just, mean, you could do you your know. own, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, hmm. Brad, we love you too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like all of them, all of them are great. I know uh, Maya just came out with a ton of really awesome new modeling tools and stuff like that. Really good stuff. You know, then you've got Blender, and then everyone's taking it and putting it into Unreal anyway. So, why does it even right, matter? Right. Right. <laughs> And that's the thing with C4D. Uh, yeah, uh, Brad said, you know, grease pencil. That's an that's mm-hmm. an example too. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
Here's Sorry, the thing. Totally there's like, there's a lot of yeah. great stuff coming out, uh, especially with this new update to cinema. And um, for me, yeah, I keep seeing things in Blender that look cool, but there still isn't anything to make me switch because, again, I'm comfortable with this. I know the shortcuts. Everything works for me. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, killer thing in Blender to make me go, like, sideways and switch. Right. You know, right. if I were a new user, well... Obviously, that would be a different story, right? If I already didn't mm-hmm. know any uh, any uh, 3D package, but it's about knowing the concepts. It's about yeah. knowing, you know, things like keyframing, lighting, uh, rendering, file management, uh, shot composition. Like it doesn't matter what you're using. You can be Unreal, Cinema yeah. 4D. It doesn't matter what it is. A um, lot of the con- all the concepts, or a good majority of the concepts, you know, mm-hmm. can move between DCC. Right. You know. They're just called something different. Right. So it's not that I'm not in Blender because I don't think it's a good software. It's just for me, there's no reason. Same thing with Unreal. Yeah. Um, but that could be different for other people, you know? It very um, well could. Yeah. And, you know, your Unreal stuff could change, you know? Right. If a client comes and says, hey, I got this much money. Will you do this Unreal project? Or I need this in Unreal. And be like, all right, I'll learn Unreal, you know? Yeah. And the one thing I do here, like Cla- Claudio... Uh, switched from C4D to Blender and he said it really doesn't matter. What matters is the result. And Brad is talking about Blender's UI. And I know some people have said that if you're going to get into Blender, you need to check out the, what is it called? Like the, there's a version of the layout. It's like the industry standard layout or something that they have. No, okay. For it so or something. I, 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 I think the industry standard layout is weird. Like I don't, hmm. I don't, you know the the industry standard mouse controls that's the only thing i suggest you know because every ui is going to be different like for mm. example maya i think maya's ui is stupid because <laughs> you've got like all the primitives and everything laid out so you, you know versus c4d oh, yeah. you just do the you you hold it down and it gives you the drop down it's a much cleaner you know it's similar to the way houdini does it where you've got all the primitives there it's like you don't need all that stuff up there you know, right? You, you like right. it's funny. So I was I was chatting with uh, uh, one of the guys that I'm on this project with, and he was like, "Yeah." So my my professor, when I started in Maya, he said, "Turn all this stuff off. Like, mm-hmm. just hide it all, because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You can do everything through the uh, through the the commands or whatever, the file, whatever. You know, you don't need all that stuff there because it's just taking up real estate that you don't that you don't need to show it." You know, so every UI is going to be different. You know, the industry standard, I would say, with the mouse controls, you do that. Yeah, your your discipline super matters for that as well. Back in the day when I was doing animation mentor, Mm -hmm. they uh, they were using Maya at the time. I think they still are. But I remember in one of the early classes, the teacher was like, listen, you only need to know 11 buttons in Maya. So, like, don't worry (laughs) about all that other stuff. You need 11 buttons, you're done. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send 3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. 
Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low budget first time filmmakers to A listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your source for all things indie film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Yeah, and probably most of it is what the shift click or control click, alt click, whichever one it is that brings up your little circular thing that then allows you to. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But let's talk about uh, Cinema 4D (laughs) 2023.2. Yeah. Because there's some great. Uh, updates that just came out last week and uh chris you put out a two-hour video yes. on these i watched it epic, yeah did you two hours yeah video. i did the whole as thing as soon as you, i saw it uh, hit i just threw it on and i just continued working so nice. it's like i was watching mograph tv yeah <laughs> um yeah no it's, it's a great version i mean it's always important to remember that because i think it's mostly because of i, I don't know the specifics but because maxon mostly went subscription with things that's enabled them to release point updates more often yeah. so it's nice so this is the second update to 2023 and the updates have been like very sizable we've gotten a lot more content than we would have gotten normally in like a two release cycle which is what mm-hmm. they had been sort of focused on for a while so and it did go to I, with the sit down. I was like, oh, like, hey, you know, I think this is going to be a relatively straightforward video to make. And then once I started putting all the clips and editing <laughs> them, I was like, oh, my God, this is two hours long. Um, we're usually, you know, usually the big update has always been like the the even number. So like a 2023 even is going to yeah, be, right. oh, that's got the big stuff. Right. Um, but there's like, I think this was the longest video of the three. So, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of cool features added in just workflow wise. I, yeah. I, I feel like there's a little something for everybody mm-hmm. where the, uh, as a workflow tool, the commander got completely redesigned mm-hmm. and we even went to I never used the commander. I, I just knew where the buttons were as yeah. somebody who's primarily like focused on doing things like tutorials and live streams. I've always felt it's more visual to click in the menu yeah. and say, here's that right. thing. Now, you know, where right. it is. Um, because if you're constantly just hitting Shift C and then typing something in, it, it's almost like yeah. invisible to the user. <laughs> That's all um, I do. That's all I do yeah. all day. I don't know where but anything yeah, is. As a production workflow, it's like it, it's so good. But one of the big things that they did was they added in the all these different tabs, so you can now instead of just searching essentially cinema commands, you can now be searching objects and materials and mm-hmm. textures and HDR tags, and cap- yeah. capsules, tags. tags. So oh, man. pretty much everything is in there. You can even turn on to see presets, and presets have gotten even more powerful, mm-hmm. um, where they're now implemented directly into all of the the capsules that you can drag in. So being able to build a preset, name it however you want, and then when you search, you could be like, "Oh, bring in a cloner," but you put a special word on it. I could say "cloner Chris," and it's my favorite default, and it'll just automatically come in without oh, that's great. without any click. So like that's almost great. like first order retrieval. So like yeah, that yeah. so. Um, the commander very very powerful. Um, it does more than that. Then mm-hmm. huge updates to the symmetry tool. Largely, yeah. largely they took all the functionality from the symmetry hub. So like when you were just doing any kind of normal cinema modeling, you could have symmetry turned on. But now we have the parametric version of symmetry. Mm-hmm. But in it becoming like an object in the object manager, it's got the ability to like 
automatically slice the object wherever it's crossing the plane mm-hmm. and then mirror that. But that automatically opens up so many like motion graphics opportunities yeah. where you can mirror it on multiple planes and just get kaleidoscope effects. Yeah. Um, Some of that fun uh, uh, Doctor Strange stuff going on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, well, that's. I think that's why the video ends up being so long. It's like, okay, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to focus on a couple of these big features. Like, okay, symmetry. That's just the symmetry hub moved into this object. It's not gonna take too long. And it's like, oh wait, this is actually a huge deal. Like, this is going to change a lot of like MoGraph workflows. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. the basics of the way you model. So, like, it's like, okay, that's gonna take a giant chunk of time. And then staying in the world world of modeling, they added in the brand new thicken object. Oh, yes, so I'm, great. Which, yeah. I, I would I, like to say. I'm very mad about that because I, I have just been, I have been like working for like two weeks straight on a project where I'm doing like mosaic tiles, you know? And instead, so what I'm doing is basically throwing uh, stuff into a fracture, you know, and then um, having to mow extrude, you know, the Mm. plane. And so like, it's just, it's so much. And then literally I get the job done, send it (laughs) off to render. And you're like, Hey, look, we've got thicken now. (laughs) Like, Now I always used, uh, either I would do a cloth Cloth, thickness tag or what actually worked better for me. Most of the time was to put the explosion FX, what Mm. explosion FX, whatever Mm. it's called and put it on 0% time. Yeah. You know, and just give it. That was always my go-to. So this yeah. is great, and the fact yeah. that like I'm, you can assign it to to selection tags and things as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm for, curious if, uh, and I haven't messed with this. I put this in your chat, but I don't think you ever got to it. You know, when you were doing your thing with Rick, um, uh, I don't. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, I I went off and did my own thing. Um, but if you take something in a fracture. So if you take a if you take like a plane, put in a mm-hmm. fracture, do a uh, a plane effector to where it makes them just a little bit smaller, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you were to use a mo extrude, um, oh what was this? It would be it would have some weirdness whenever you would do, um, like rounded corners, a rounded mm-hmm. corner node in Redshift, like it would see all these additional like oh no no. It was when you'd put in a fracture, do um a a plane effector to make it smaller, and then throw it in a subdivision surface, mm-hmm. right? And then you use the Mo extrude. If you put a like a curvature node or, or like a rounded corner node on it, it would like create some weirdness. And so I'm curious if the if the thing I haven't I'm putting it because I got all I'm these putting projects I'm working. Twenty on. deformers on this and it's not working right. What's the problem? <laughs> no. Well, come yeah, on, that's normal workflow. It's all parametric. For for anybody listening, and I think it was it was even my intuition a little bit when I was like learning the new features so I could try and make a video. And I've even seen comments of people being like, "Oh well, you know, thicken. Why do we need thicken? We've got the cloth." We've got the cloth uh, generator, so why do mm-hmm. we need that? It's it is huge. Like it change it creates so many new amazing modeling opportunities and parametric workflows mm-hmm. that you couldn't even imagine. Where most people are, most people probably know if you subdiv- even if you just throw a simple subdivided cube inside of a cloth, you can get some weird curvature on the edges because it's yeah. designed for cloth. So mm-hmm. it's expecting it to be smooth and curved. Mm-hmm. But this this you can almost feed in any wacky geometry, and it is very very. Oh, What's even the word? Like, perf- like perfectly figuring out the way the edges should be clamped and cut and moved. Everything's like got a perfect uniform thickness. You can control how thick it's supposed to be based on vertex maps. Like you said, you can use mm-hmm. a selection tag and limit it to certain areas. But 
it even I demo it in video as well as outward. Yeah, yeah, and you can adjust out, that, which is cool. Oh yeah. Um, like, you know, you, so you could make some text, make an instance of that text, put the instance into a thicken, push that outside of the object and have like an actual, like enamel shell on there, not like a faked one, but like, Hey, yeah. here's some actual real thickness on there. Mm. Um, but even goes to the point that like, I, maybe I'm going to be the only person in the world whose mind is blown by this, but you know, <laughs> bevels, you know, bevels are tricky. Like they got massively improved a couple years ago in cinema, but you, you could still get some weird bevels on text. Mm -hmm. So now. You go and you create some text. You put a bevel on there. The bevel looks good. And now I put like a thicken on there and I say make it smaller. So you've got like a, you know, three corners meeting, uh, three polygons meeting in a corner. And you start beveling. You've got a bevel. And as the thicken goes in, it's perfectly erasing out the bevel as it gets smaller. Oh, like, it, like beautiful. Like it, it just does it perfectly. And I don't even know how it's doing it. As soon as you switch it from there's basic mode and advanced. Mm -hmm. And just for clarity, the basic mode is behaving a lot like cloth. It's like, okay, here, here's kind of an instant, very fast mm -hmm. algorithm. Obviously, there's a lot more mathematical, like trickery and algorithms going on in the advanced mode, so it's going to be a little bit slower. But it, it just is instantly working so intuitively to what you'd be what you'd be expecting it to do. That, mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's it's huge. Like, I thought it'd be a simple one. It's huge. Yeah, I back in the day used to do a lot of product packaging, just like they have in this in this demo here. And this would have been great for that. Um, or, you know, when you have something and you need, uh, you, you want to, it could be text or, or, or something like this, the product box or something you need a window on it, or you need something to be like a little bit plasticky, but you can't use just a single plane. Cause that's really not going to give you right. that, that look, you, you can't really put any real refraction it. in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, exactly. that's what's cool about that. I love that. Um, Gosh, there's a huge list of things. If you go to their website, um, oh, one of the things the pyro too. Yeah, yeah. one of the what things the I had on updates? there was a pyro. Uh, the pyro, a lot of it is in the viewport, right? Mm. Uh, some of it, some or some of it's in the viewport. Some of the changes. Uh, it, it can now you can now light it in the viewport and get the lighting yeah. back from it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what's crazy is like effectively, there's only two changes that, as far as I'm. As far as I care, there's only two changes that matter. Um, they added in the ability for Pyro to see Cinema 4D noises, which actually was really important. Like, it creates so many amazing uh, new effects. Actually, we got to demo that a lot better during my live stream rather than mm. in my video, uh, where it's like, yeah, the Cinema 4D noise types, like, dramatically, they make it a lot more into, like, a motion graphics tool. Mm. And, and, and along those lines, the other thing that they added was the ability to create the smoke colorize the smoke the mm -hmm. density using a vertex map but you can feed in a color vertex map so Ooh. different parts of your model can be outputting different colors you can get different color smoke either oh, over okay. time or at different parts of the model and i yeah that, that this this uh that file that you've got up on the screen now yeah. is uh, like an amazing demo file for showing off like the noise types um hmm. but yeah the vertex map workflow is becoming so powerful in cinema for anybody who doesn't use fields in cinema. Like you should really start like mm -hmm. using them a little bit because it's becoming so important and so powerful. In a lot of ways, I feel like it doubled the power of MoGraph and now mm -hmm. you the ability to feed fields into selection tags and the vertex maps and the color vertex mm -hmm. maps uh, really is changing the way you can render things out, drive different parameters, create different colors on things, render things out with different colors inside of your material. Like it's, it's incredible. So this noise that's going through it, is this adding noise 
like is it 3D noise within the smoke or is this a texture thing? What is the no. noise doing? Uh, everything that's mo- like all the movement you're seeing there is simply like turbulences and the advection and like the heat and everything pushing right. it around like lots of pressure forces. The noise is all about where it's allowed to generate to begin with. So um, I don't think you'd even be seeing the effect too much right there. It's more right. um, the way I was doing it was just like rendering out a volume, like a smoky volume of text mm-hmm. and like different parts of it are kind of sending out puffs of smoke at different times thanks to the vertex map or changing colors over time and entirely dependent on the uh, the noise that you're feeding in. So you could have animated noises and all sorts of crazy effects. Whereas if you had the smoke generate but very quickly fade away over the course of a couple frames, you could get like a smoky pattern filling up a volume that's purely like a way of rendering out a noise. So power, yeah, <laughs> pretty uh, powerful along those lines. But that's what is always so amazing about, you know, probably 3D in general, but in Cinema 4D, everything multiplies and combines with everything else. Right. So those two settings have created so many new opportunities just within Pyro for making it a more powerful motion graphics tool. It's, you know, it, it was a simulation of smoke and fire, but now it's like, oh, well now it's smoke and fire uh, in the style of Cinema 4D where you can artistically right. control it. Right. It's, it's similar like to the simulation stuff in the in the point one version when they added in pins and forces to all the cloth stuff where I've said that you know simulations are cool but just a simulation is a simulation once right. you can control where it's supposed to be now it's a motion yeah. graphics tool right yeah right, you right, want to art right. direct it that's yeah. that's what it is and a lot of this stuff too i wouldn't even realize sometimes that it's so comprehensive until i find a use for it. like i might read it oh that's cool it has this this and this now but then i'll be working on a project and i'm like well can i add this feel to this and then do this thing and then put it as a child of this thing and it works and i'm like mm-hmm. oh okay and whenever it doesn't work you make it a child of a connect object and now it works yeah put it in a connect <laughs> object you know it never seems to work for me. Oh, really? <laughs> I guess my, my stuff is way too complicated, or I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I've been putting it in metaballs this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. Uh, metaballs. <clears throat> um, so there's also, there's two more sections, I guess you could say, uh, of this, which is simulation and, uh, and uh, scene manager stuff. Let's talk about simulation first, because I have a lot of questions about Scene Manager, because that's what I lo- I know the least about. Uh, simulation, there's uh, additions to cloth rope and dynamics. Um, and maybe, again, you can help explain this to me, because I don't know enough about it yet. Um, but this is talking about, like, combining simulations. Is that right? Um, or I am honestly read not something sure what you're about... talking about here. Uh, I wish I could remember what I was reading earlier today. Because, but it has like, to do know, with the unified simulation system. Yeah. Well, the, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, it's about the unified simulation system where like the ropes and the colliders and all the cloth stuff is unified. It's all using the same underlying math. Um, as far as I know, the only significant thing added to simulation, which is really cool, was the ability to control the ballooning effect with a vertex mm-hmm. map. Right. That which is right. which is pretty huge. Yeah. So and, and again it's like, oh here's just one little setting inside mm-hmm. of here. It's like, oh look at all of these really cool effects that you can make now for different parts of it inflating. Because essentially before you can say, yes, inflate the object. Like you can overpressure it or deflate it, which is really cool and powerful. 
But now you can say, where is it inflating? So, right. You know, again, yeah. it's now turned into a push graphics yeah. tool. But that can simultaneously work with Pyro at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I you mean, can, yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah, what they're yeah. advertising oh, yeah, sorry, here. Yeah. yeah. So it's Pyro like maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Smoke. You know, you can drop a piece of cloth through the smoke, and it'll push the smoke away. Or right. if you're feeding, if you're properly feeding the pyro stuff into a field force, that can be creating like advection effects that will blow the cloth up out of the way now. Wow. So yeah, it, it, even pyro mm. is part of that same simulation system. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. And that's uh, and and the fact that uh, and I think this was in the version before, but the, like the GPU, uh, um, the ability to use GPU to run these simulations. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really played with the difference between the two. Do, do you know like what the speed difference is between those? <laughs> a, Have you tried? A lot. I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's going to be probably completely dependent on your hardware because you know I'm I'm actually looking to upgrade my machine soon, but. I've got two 1080s on here, which is, you know, it was great a couple of years ago. Yeah. But now, essentially, my CPU and my GPU, when it comes to simulations, are, are fairly similar. Like, I don't mm-hmm. get too much of a difference between the two. But if you have, mm. like, super high-end video cards, I imagine that, you know, that's going to be crazy fast. Well, GPU for smoke and flames is definitely um, a lot better on GPU. Um, you know, but that goes back to even doing, you know... TFD and everything else. It's always it's always going to be faster if you have something like a thirty ninety or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they if they've added this, but um, one thing that that I would love to have is the ability to either combine or uh, pick which GPU you want to use. Um, mm-hmm. Last I remember, you couldn't pick the GPU, and that could be an issue like if you're running like a whole bunch of monitors or streaming mm-hmm. or whatever you're doing and you want to pick the one that's not being used to run the sim yeah um, that's a small you might thing be right because redshift you can choose which gpu redshift you can you, you can choose yeah but i don't, but I don't recall a setting for simulation yeah now scene manager and scene nodes this is something that i am this is what i'm the least familiar with because it's probably have, those people yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I know you've been digging into it a lot, and you know I don't know if maybe you could help explain to people who haven't used it, like you know what are some good use cases for this? Um, because I don't know it well enough to even be able to start using it. Like, yeah. how would I know if I need this? Like, if I well, really need to use this or not? It it's a Fairly complicated question, but the simple audio version of this is, uh, you know, it's all, you know, the, the nodes inside of cinema, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, you can think of it out of the box, like Expresso, except with a heavy focus on, let's say, modeling tools. In yeah. Expresso, you can't do any modeling effectively. Right. You can't, you can't really even make new objects. It's like Expresso, it's like, oh, like, we can modify parameters. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Where it comes to scene nodes, it, you could change virtually everything. Uh, so there's two main ways of interacting with nodes in cinema right now. Kind of the old way is you go into the scene manager and you are using nodes within that. And it's kind of like, okay, here's like a separate world where it's like you're doing whatever you want with nodes. And at mm-hmm. the end, it's going to output the final, but it can't really be interacted with except in the world of nodes. 
Mm-hmm. But where it's actually become super powerful and super useful, and I've been trying to push these like a bunch for years now, is you can make capsules. And the idea of capsules is it's almost like building a little mini plugin for yourself right. inside the object manager. So right now you can make the, the obvious ones to make would be you can make yourself a new spline primitive or a new geometry primitive mm-hmm. or geometry modifiers, essentially a deformer. So you can drag you can drag in an empty version of those. You can drag in essentially here's an empty object and it won't return anything. And inside the nodes, it's like, well, the only thing it wants to output is some geometry. So you're like, okay, cool. Let me build that geometry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I want to build or you can want to make a deformer. So you can right. build a new deformer that you can now drop onto any object and do that deformation. So that workflow has been improving and improving and improving over time. And a lot of the update here, and it, uh, not what, it's across the board, but Rocket Lasso has been consulting with Maxon because we've been building the capsules out and we'll get into some of those in a bit. Mm-hmm. But we've been you know, working with their tools and giving recommendations of what we would like to see and the workflows that we've been kind of stumbling over. So there's a huge update like across the board, a giant chunk of my video is covering this, trying to make it, it, like Expresso, like if you first jump into Expresso, a lot of people are going to be intimidated. You know, there's a lot right. of nodes. What they do? Well, it's even more so in nodes as a general as a general rule because there's just more you can do with it. Where you're getting you're getting down to the baseline of like manually typing in vectors, you know, positional information for mm-hmm. making a new spline. And, and then you feed that into a spline assembler, and then you feed that out into uh, the spline interpolation, and then you feed that out as your actual final geometry. So it's like you can get really nitty gritty. So they made a lot of changes to make that uh, more intuitive and uh, easier to, at a glance, see what you're working with, where the nodes have been getting colorized based on what category they're in. Each of the nodes, you know, Expresso, it has an input, it has an output. Well, in these scene nodes now, it, it, the, there'll be different colors depending on if it's outputting a float or an int or a bool or mm-hmm. a vector. It'll be telling you if it's an array. It'll be telling you automatically what type of data is inside of the array. And all these are just like simple visual colors or tiny little icons. So you're getting instant feedback of what you're working on. You know, additional things like copying nodes while the wires stay connected and copying wires. Uh, just a million little workflows that are improving how mm-hmm. intuitive it is. Another big thing just for making it more usable for people, and I hope to make some tutorials starting to like actually build out tools where, where people can follow along and start making their own things. Yeah. But um, they, uh, there was a lot of, I don't want to say redundancy, but there used to be, you could make a cube where it's like, okay, just give me, a, a, give me the math that makes a cube. But mm-hmm. it, it could also be a different node where it's like, well, give me a cube as cinema would interpret a cube. So if you search for the word cube, it's like, well, there's two different cubes. I don't understand which one is which. Well, those got like merged into one object where you can change the mode that it's currently in. Nice. So okay. if you take that idea and kind of do it across the board where it looks like there's less, making it less intimidating, but all the power is still there. So just right. trying to clean it up, make it a little bit more intuitive for people to be able to jump in and make their own tools. So, yeah, that's the hard part for me sometimes is realizing when I need something like that. There's a lot of cases in the past where it's like, well, I could just build this entire Espresso node to do this thing. However, after I'm done with this, I'm never going to use it again. <laughs> right? True, right. You know, so I'll probably won't do that. Or uh, Matt knows, like, there's a place we used to work uh, where there are a lot of artists there, and sometimes they would just be trying to figure out how to do something with like 
simulations like physics mm-hmm. or whatever to make a ball bounce a certain way or do whatever. And, and our art director would be like, why aren't you just putting that on a spline and setting two keyframes? Like, there's no yeah. reason to spend 12 hours doing this rig. We just got to get the thing out. So a lot of times I'm always in the moment working on something for a, a client or something. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time to figure that out right now. If I did, it would be great. Yeah. But like trying to figure out when is the moment that you need that. I can imagine that if you're working for somebody who needs maybe a lot of variations on something or something that you do repetitively, you know. So this is the kind of thing for me that I'm trying to figure out, okay, when exactly do I switch to this? When when yeah. do I say I need this workflow for something? Yeah, it's got all the difficulties of Espresso in figuring that out. Uh, it's actually directly parallel, so most people are probably going to be at least a little bit familiar with Espresso. Right. So... It, just imagine it that way. It's like, how often do you reach for Espresso? It's like, well, oftentimes you don't because you can just do a couple of keyframes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need to build a rig where you know the client's going to change it. Or you right. know you know you're building mm-hmm. a tool for a small team. So it's like, let's get everybody on the same page. You'll have a, a uniform tool that everybody can actually go back to and, and have mm-hmm. this rig. So it, it's ex- exactly analogous, I think, to that. Except you'll be thinking of it more like modeling type of techniques of like, oh, here's something I'm doing repeatedly. Here's... Here's, right. So, and I mean, I imagine your average person making, you know, your average person doing client work, maybe as a, so, a solo freelancer or something like that, you might need to not need to reach for this that often because you're not doing too many repetitive tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that's the case, then maybe you never have to do anything. At least right now, there's nothing you ever have to do specifically inside of nodes because, uh, yeah, it would just take more time than it would be to use it straight out. Right. Straight uh, if you were to build your own rig, having said that other people can be developing rigs mm-hmm. and different tools so that everybody can get the benefit of it. And right. uh, that kind of transitions us into the idea of the capsules yeah. as a general rule. And then specifically ro- what rocket lasso has been doing where the idea of an, of a capsule is they, they've done tons of math, different algorithms and stuff that is really powerful where it's like, okay, inside of seam nodes, you have a cube and you're like, well, I want to I want to randomly extrude and then I want to do an inset and then I want to delete that and then create a bevel. It's like, OK, well, those are all really great procedural things to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And then a couple versions ago, they added in the ability for you to take pretty much any modeling node and just drag it into the object manager. And the terminology is supposed to be you've now dragged a node. So like it's almost like Espresso where it's like, oh, you can take this aspect of Espresso and you pull mm-hmm. it into the object manager and now it's there as an object. And that is now uh, you would, I think, technically call it like a, a geometry modifier capsule, but it's now <laughs> a capsule. It's encapsulated that functionality and it's now in the object manager. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, you're getting all the power of the node stuff, but you could just do it as a hierarchy. You could be like, OK, uh, create it with a node. You can be like, oh, randomly select some polygons. And now mm-hmm. because of that random selection, extrude them all and then inset them and then bevel them and then delete them. And all of that can just be in your object manager. Mm-hmm. Now you could have gone in and made a tool inside of capsules or it may, you know, you could customize that capsule where all those functions are happening. Boom, 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 boom. One after another in a line. And now instead of having four things in your object manager, you can have one and technically right. it'll run a little bit faster because it's, it's all kind of in one package. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not a huge speed difference, but that would be an optimization you could do. It's kind of like uh, when I make some videos on this, probably that'll be a, a place I start, which is just like, Hey, you can see how you're modeling and you're modifying your object in these ways. Well, stack them together now and, and make a singular tool that way. Um, but then 
Rocket Lasso has, for the last couple of months, been working directly with Maxon, and we've been developing some more advanced capsules. These are almost full-on plugins at this point, Neat. where we're mm. yeah, we're making like new primitive shapes, and we're making new nice. uh, like a, a new category of like spline modifiers, like spline deformers. So things like being able to very easily just offset the start and the end. Um, which is something that's, a, that's always been a little bit tricky in cinema, but like we've just built a capsule that does that for you. The ability to turn any spline into like a dashed line and a bunch of different variations on the dashed, li- dashed mm-hmm. line. The most recent one that just got released was Electric. And yeah, I think, I think it's looks the, cool. Yeah, I think it's the most fun one that we've made so far. I really like it. Um, we're doing a, well, it's a concept. I'm sure it's existed somewhere, but we kind of stumbled across a technique that I thought was really, really powerful where what we're doing is we're not sampling what is it doing we're subdividing a spline and applying noises to it so you can get an electric spline Mm -hmm. but everybody's probably done things like you know you put a displacer into a spline and you put a noise but that displacer it's they're all going to be kind of uniform in a way it's all moving on x y and z at the same time so you kind of get this diagonal movement so what we're doing and it's also sampling the noise in space what we're doing instead is we are sampling the point index which means if you move your spline around the noise will move with it mm-hmm. and you get like you just get a way more coherent noise pattern applied to it that can be moving around while you still see the coherence and right. we're sampling x y and z completely separately so you get just amazing coherence uh, all this really great displacement we're calling it electric and that's the default settings that are set on it but you could do like these really amazing like smooth swirling scribble looks you can put a different noise type in like a cell noise and you can get some very geometric lines uh, jumping around and it, you just it's plug and play you just drop it as a as a child and any spline parametric spline will instantly look like it's actually electricity and there's a bunch of examples nice. files in there that's i cool. guess it's worth mentioning that maxon um, what's the right way of saying it? So they have they have well they have their Cinema 4D subscription and then they mm-hmm, have Maxon mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. which I think I don't it's ten or twenty dollars more and then you're getting like ZBrush and you're getting yeah, like mm-hmm. all of the other tools that they have. So like it's I mean I think it's a it's a great combination as as a deal. But I've always been a person who's like oh yeah I'm I'm totally willing to pay for the Adobe subscription um, because you know I'm getting access to a lot of different stuff. I'm using right. it often enough that's totally justified. And I always have what's up to date. I mean I got plenty of problems with Adobe, but you know that's not one of them. Um, <laughs> So uh, in order to essentially be able to uh, have the resources to create these additional assets, um, you th- these Rocket Lasso tools, a bunch of them are available if you have your Maxon, if you have a C4D subscription, and then some of them are if you have a Maxon 1 subscription, which means anybody listening, if you've got Maxon 1, you've already in your asset browser got all of these tools from Rocket Lasso. So awesome. these, these are bonuses that uh, everybody has been getting access to uh, if you have the asset browser. And the asset browser... Like has been getting like monthly updates of like new materials, mm-hmm. new HDRs, uh, new textures being added in, like just an entire suite of 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 cool assets that are just like kind of bonus on top of everything else when you have those subscriptions. It goes to anything in the you know vanilla cinema, like that's everybody gets that. But then the asset browser has some bonus things if people have subscriptions. But uh, I know a lot of people are not nice. huge, huge fans of that, but I've never had a problem with subscriptions personally. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I think that that's a great way, like like building these things, you can really get a, a great idea of the use case when you take a capsule or something and play around with it. I think me being more of a meddler than a inventor, like mm-hmm. I want to take something like that and meddle with it. Now, can you open, can you open these and edit them? 
Yes, all the max on all the okay. I'm sorry, all the rocket lasso ones that we've made, you could technically open it up, say edit asset, and look at like the 500 Jeez, nodes that we right. put together to create That's it. Super cool. Uh, potentially tweak it, modify yeah. it, um, like uh, reverse engineer and see how we did it, so you can start building your own tools. So, yeah, are those lockable? Like, if people made their own and wanted to lock it, or no? Mm-hmm. They, I don't. I don't think so. Not I don't that think that's the best locked. idea, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll say like, and I, I don't know what's on the Maxon roadmap, but it would be, I, it would be good if I could because. Yeah, if you wanted to sell it for yeah. putting yeah, all yeah, that work in, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, similar to the way that you would do a plugin using just Expresso. Yeah, you know, we've right. Done well, that yeah. in the past. Well, it's like yeah, you could have a Python script, but then mm-hmm. you have Python code that's public. You have Python code that's now been encrypted, so people can't get at the actual code. And then we're doing C++ plugins, mm-hmm. so you don't get access to that code. So it would be good to be like, hey, Rocket Lasso made a capsule tool, and you could download it, install it somehow. Right now, there isn't a workflow for locking it or distributing it um, so that mm-hmm. people would get uh, easy access to it. But in the future, I think that would be great. Um, like, It could just be that you know, nodes are being improved over time. The workflow is being improved, so maybe we're getting to the point where that could really become... Uh, a workflow that people could could mm-hmm. make their own unique tools and distribute them. Yeah. Um. This just in, uh, the thing that I was asking you about, it's much better now. <laughs> I I went ahead and just downloaded it on my secondary computer so I could try it out. But yeah, what's cool is like with the thicken versus the mo extrude, the mo extrude, you know, saw all those additional things or whatever as like a a potential place to bevel. Right. The thicken. Like just just does the thickened area, which is really cool. So. Yes, and even that goes to like if you change your stack order, you get a completely different result. Like oftentimes, I'll I'll take text and I won't use the built-in bevel. I'll apply a bevel deformer because then it's going to mm-hmm. bevel all the corners and not just the, yeah. the front and back face of it. So, but so if you if you take your text and bevel it and then put it into a thicken, the thicken is going to either expand out the bevel or shrink the bevel potentially to nothing on the second. Mm-hmm. You know, on the on the second skin that it's generating, but if you thicken it and then apply the bevel after the fact, and now you bevel out the nice clean geometry and then bevel both sides uniformly, so and it's just a, as simple as changing the uh, order of the ah, children. Oh yeah, okay, okay, I'm with you. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Is it just me, or is a fold unfold tool been removed from right click? Been changed to the group. Has it been? Un- group ungroup? That's something different, though. I thought. Um, I don't know. I see fold I, all and unfold all. I wish that I could do what is it now? Of course, I don't remember because my muscle memory. But in After Effects, I select all and hit Alt tilde to to uh, to collapse. Oh, uh, is that the does? keyboard shortcut? That's neat. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm always Control A, Control tilde, Alt tilde, whatever it is. I'm constantly collapsing my stuff in After Effects. I'd love to. Do, do you want to hear so. something? annoying in unreal anytime you open up a project it unfolds every single level oh that's fun it's so annoying <laughs> uh tobias says max on one is uh 80 more than a cinema 4d subscription but you get more than just capsules with that yeah, you get Red Giant, you get Redshift, you Red get Shift. Universe, you get ZBrush, ZBrush you Z-Brush. get Forker. Yeah, especially ZBrush in there, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's one of the things, too, is there are, are updates to their other tools as well. It's not just Cinema 4D. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there are uh, some of the things, uh, the camera back plates, I noticed that's in Redshift now. Yep. Uh, a flake shader. Uh, there's a ton of stuff card in paints. here. Uh, they got the new sky algorithm inside of Redshift to make uh, nice looking instant skies. I didn't even know that tool mm-hmm. was in there in general, but now there's an improved version of it. Yeah. Uh, let me ask about, does that create clouds as well? Like, are you able no. to create clouds? Okay. I don't think there's any I didn't know clouds. if it was similar to the new, the way V-Ray works now. Like, V-Ray, uh, there was a, hmm. a release with V-Ray to where you could make a physical sky with, like, clouds and all this other stuff. Uh, I've used that for a project where I've actually created my own HDRIs instead mm. of going to something like Terrigen or something like that, you know, which is pretty neat. Yeah, that's cool. I don't think clouds are part of this, but... Uh... It was it was during my stream, but it was kind of like, oh, like, hey, that'd be a good idea for uh, the asset team at Maxon, like make an entire collection of volumes ready to be dropped in the redshift mm-hmm. um, and just drag cl- uh, a collection of clouds in. That'd be really cool. And making cloud building rigs is really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also updates to the Red Giant tools, uh, Universe 2023.1, I guess. Mm-hmm. Unless this is from the, f- well, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Is 2023.1 what just came out? 2023.2 is what just came yeah, out. For That's Universe? C4D. Oh, for Universe? I don't know. Because it says 2023.1. I, I didn't know if this was from earlier in the year. I don't know if the Red Giant stuff has been updated yet. I'm not sure. Because it's if, talking about the, the stylization it, tool to rebuild footage using letters, numbers, and symbols based on sort brightness values. I'll bring up this video here. You can see what I'm talking about. This is interesting was this already here or no kind of like doing an ascii type fun thing that's kind of fun yeah that's a great effect mm-hmm. look at that that is cool that's cool yeah yeah i feel like people did this way back in the day like in the 80s people tried to make stuff like that i think my pa- in fact my parents had a <laughs> um a portrait of themselves Done, where somebody used a typewriter <laughs> and did it with letters and that's funny on a typewriter i wonder what happened to that photo that's cool you could, yeah you could remake that now no problem yeah with mograph tools and some red giant stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of updates to everything i know zbrush had some updates and i yeah. am so like forger just got z remesher oh did it really yeah oh that's great that's great. I need I need to download it and I need to play with it more. Like I feel like if I was just in bed sculpting. Oh yeah. You know. The thing about ZBrush is I don't know enough about ZBrush. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, wow, That's this funny. new stuff looks really cool. I bet it's great for whoever is is really yeah. good at ZBrush, but I am not good at ZBrush. Yeah. And um, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing some actual examples because that's where i really started to love zbrush last year and want to really get into it more yeah. is when they showed it off at nab for the first yeah, time i was gonna yeah. say the same thing like it, yep. it becomes like mesmerizing it's like what do you mm-hmm. look at it's just like magically being created it, it's so cool but never enough time in the day to like learn a piece of software that would essentially be a hobby right every morning every morning me, i go on yeah. to right. patrick 40s discord you know because every single day he does he does a daily like food render or something and mm-hmm. it is absolutely just mesmerizing to watch i i love it he's mm-hmm. going to be at nab as yes. well he's going to yes. be doing a uh his daily with some food i don't know what it is i kept telling him he needs to do like a buffet style where it's like a burger with everything on it 
but <laughs> something Vegas related. I don't know what you would right? do. Vegas buffet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Vegas buffet. Right. Vegas. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. really fun because every day he just picks a new thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then you watch him do it and then you're like, okay, I need to eat that for lunch. <laughs> Corn on the cob graham crackers. <laughs> Corn on the cob. Uh, uh, pizza. pizza. Yeah. Was that real? Yeah. No, it was fake. Okay, it I thought it was all just okay. a marketing ploy to bring back the pretzel pretzel crust. It was done by uh, uh, the Tim and Eric team. I didn't I understand why I thought. Oh, this is a uh, this is a like April Fool's joke, but it wasn't April. Like Fool's. started like a week and a half ahead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, Justin wants to know, Chris, what is your longest Wordle streak? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> He asked me that during every live stream, something about Wordle. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. funny. So it it just goes to, I'm, I'm literally Googling it because I know Wordle's a thing and I don't know what it is. Oh, <laughs> oh that's it's funny. Oh, game. that's funny. So like, you don't play Wordle. I don't play Wordle. I thought Wordle. maybe that was an inside joke or something. It is an inside joke that I am on that <laughs> side of. <laughs> I was like, people still play Wordle? My mom still plays I played Wordle. Wordle. I had to keep my streak up and then... Um, when they updated to the New York Times, um, it killed my my streak. And I was like, oh, oh thank goodness. I'm never going back. I yeah. won't ever do it again. Those streaks are important for, for uh, user retention. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, and I'm looking at the, uh, the list of features for ZBrush still. And I'm just like, okay, Patrick's, Patrick's going to have to give us the, the yeah. updates on this. I don't yeah. know. Chris, do you know any, any, did you hear anything about this that in particular, uh, because I just no. don't even understand half of it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just not in the world of ZBrush. Yeah. I, I already had a two hour long video. I couldn't, I couldn't make it any longer than that. <laughs> two new <laughs> tools was... never before introduced in 3d sculpting. The proxy pose. Okay. Um, features a dynamic method for modifying the topology of models. I think you can, pose something in a specific pose and then immediately go back to the pose that you had hmm. you know that you started with interesting i'm not 100 percent sure proxy pros pose yeah and yeah re- redshift in zbrush as well what oh fully gpu accelerated new. bias rendering in your zbrush pipeline that's what this oh. says anyway well there you I go no idea yeah that's exciting redshift and zbrush cool well, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that at NAB. Is there anything yeah. else in the in the Cinema 4D tools that we didn't talk about? Um, a couple of small things. Nothing we have to spend like a, a chunk of time on. Uh, the there's a couple of new nodes that were added in. There's mm-hmm. like the closest points node, which is going to be a little advanced for most people to to dive into. But I think it's going to enable Rocket Lasso to make a couple of really cool like networking nodes. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but one that everybody can use and probably would have use cases for it right away is the hull, the convex hull node or capsule. Mm-hmm. So all you do is you drag it into any model and it's going to make a new mesh that perfectly surrounds your entire model. So almost imagine like a vacuum form where mm-hmm. it's like every sharp edge is covered. So if you made a letter T, suddenly the corners of the T would be uh, tapered in and, and directly connected. Um but it actually opens up a lot of really cool modeling opportunities, especially for a simulation where you want to wrap something perfectly in like a piece of cloth. You could throw that in, mm-hmm. subdivide it, remesh it, get a beautiful mesh covering it. Uh, the demo I did, I threw cloth on it and then 
pulled out uh i used the balloon with a, a low pressure and it mm-hmm. made suction and automatically like vacuum wrapped oh, yeah. some text <clears throat> and then i threw a hull on that and put some actual thickness on there and made like a, per- a perfect like saran wrap effect that's, that's cool. cool so yeah the, the hull modifier is another cool one to check out you should do it drag it into any object like especially like a text object just to see what it does because i think it's going to create some cool parametric opportunities you're gonna are you presenting at nab i am yeah, you are. What is yeah. that going to be on? You got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, it's funny is I'm actually not going to be talking about any specific new features. That's not the goal of it. And I have mm. literally, I was so busy with all of the what's new videos that I haven't even gotten this properly started. But in a recent what uh, in a recent uh, Rocket Lasso live episode, mm-hmm. I got asked a question that I get literally asked like every year, which just <laughs> goes to show that it's like people really want to be able to do this, and it was. Like, can we fold some paper? Like, what's a good way of folding paper? Yes. And so it was like, oh, man, yes, there's, so yes, many, yes. there's so many limitations. Like, in the past, it's like, you could never get it working really well. So I was like, well, and I, I do this all the time in the live stream, where it's like, listen, we've tried to tackle this question. We've never gotten very far, but let's try again. Uh-huh. And this time we got it working. This hmm. time wow. we got beautiful, like, folding cloth and paper. It's easy. It's art-directable. It looks amazing. And this was even before some of the new additions, like the the uh, thickness, the thicken uh, uh-huh. generator. Yeah. So um, the tentative title is, like, folding cloth and paper and origami. Ooh, but I need to I was gonna ask. the presentation. Yeah, see how origami capsule. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, yeah, an origami capsule where you're just selecting the <laughs> the lines or where you want to fold. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm there. So, the whole presentation is going to be about, like, folding stuff. And I, I just, I'm going to be spending pretty much the next uh, week doing nothing but exploring the possibilities, getting the workflow working the best that I can, and uh, that'll be the presentation. So oh, looking man. forward Exciting. to it. Yeah. yeah it'll be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Have they announced anybody presenting yet? I don't. Oh yeah, the whole list is. Did oh, they? Is it? I, no, sorry, I don't think they Maybe did. They didn't announce. It's just in my email. I think from, uh, EJ said something or something and posted to some page. But I yeah, like Patrick kept asking me, "Hey, have they have they announced anything? I need to I need to say something." Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, I, I think that they uh, posted. They're getting so ready for Dat Tour that. Uh, that tour though. I don't think that's that it's fallen behind. <laughs> they need to get uh, 3D motion. They need to post that. Where did they used to post it? Like back before it was C4D Live. Oh, that's right. That's right. C4D Live.com. Is that going? We got that? Let's see. 2023 events. Dates oh. to be determined. 2023 events. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I've Matt got it Nilsen. here in my list, but. Uh, Am I, I on there? Say anything. I think it's Where? everybody from last year right now. Oh. Yeah. All right. Go team. Yeah, that's everyone from last year, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to say the list of Maxon hasn't published it, but we've got right. some of my favorite people are going to be there. So Yeah. I'll Tune there. in. It'll be a good one. <laughs> Come say hello at NAB. <laughs> um, anything else? Anything else? Any other that's questions? Everything in the new version yeah. that I can think of. Yeah, I'm sure that we're going to be hearing a lot more after, uh, well, during NAB, and we'll have a lot to talk about after NAB as well. I'm sure other mm-hmm. people are doing announcements. I'm sure we'll have plenty of fun stories to tell. Karaoke yeah, night yeah. Oh, tales. It's always amazing. Yeah. I am very excited. Yeah. Cool. Well, you want to wrap this thing up? 
Put a bow on Let's it. Do it. Let's do Let's it. Put a bow on it. <laughs> Chris, thank you for joining us today, kind of last minute, so yeah, that man. we could uh, talk about some of these things. And uh, we've been flying by the seat of our pants trying to plan things for this year. So appreciate Dude, you. Dude, that's the way on. everything is. There's so many moving parts moving with everything. It's crazy. But yeah, thanks for yeah. the invite. It's always great to be on. Yeah. If people want to find you online, where do they need to go? Rocket Lasso, Rocket Lasso at all the things.com, at Instagram, on YouTube, especially. That's going to be the best place to follow, probably, where you're mm-hmm. just constantly seeing the new videos and uh, live streams that I post. So, yeah, just search Rocket Lasso. You'll find us. Cool. Awesome. And uh, we're going to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, help get our ratings up. You can say you've been there, done that, got the t shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, feel the bab, 2020 shirt, all the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, MoGraph blandishment shirt, and of course, that render is fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear, ironically, unless, unless you're Shams. Shams <laughs> going to be there? Shams coming to NAB? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. And, uh, I don't know. We, we're on YouTube, MoGraph.com. MoGraph.com slash TV. You can turn it on, rip the knob off. I think uh, I think there's a, uh, a classic rocket lasso coming up after the show, after the commercial uh-huh. break. So you can get your Chris on, and um, oh, and also there will be the video with all the you know new stuff uh, in Cinema 4D that the mm-hmm. one, the video that they put out last week that'll be playing actually before that. So yeah, stick around on MoGraph TV. And uh, other than that, I think we're good to go. Let's get awesome. out of here. Till next time, I'm Dave, and I'm Matt. You're Chris. I'm Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Later, yo. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HALFRES, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams 
and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.